or least True Opinion Podcast Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of the True Opinion Podcast. I'm your host, Adontis, and it's been a minute. It has been a minute. I missed recording. I'm glad to be back on the microphone because I did miss it. So, I mean, what's been going on? It's a lot been going on. Oh, Jesus, it's a lot has been going on. How are y'all doing? Like, how do you feel? And not the... You know, don't give me the obligatory response like, oh, I'm good, I'm fine, blessed and highly favored, like you tell your coworkers and stuff. But I want you to take a minute and think about, like, how do you feel? October 2017, today I'm recording, it's the 20... I don't even know what day of the week it is now. These kids got to be fucked up. Um, It's Sunday. It's the 22nd. Yes. And... 2017, and how do you feel? There's a lot been going on this year. Let me tell you something. I feel I'm so stressed out, and I shouldn't be, but I let the news cycles, I let all these world events, politics, racism, police shootings, Hollywood, sexism, all this shit, sexual harassment, Everything that's been swirling around in the media for the past couple weeks, I've just been letting it bombard me, and I get overwhelmed, and I get upset, and I feel anxious. It's like I wake up, and I got so many alerts on my phone from the Washington Post, the New York Times. I got alerts from Twitter. It's like I wake up, and it's like bad news, bad news, bad news. President being a fool, bad news, bad news. And it's just, it's really been... A lot Like really just been a lot So I mean and what's crazy is that Life you know family life Work life like all that Is good It's good That no complaints But this other shit is just like It's weighing so heavy on me Because I'm a thinker I'm, I'm insightful And I try to predict Or I think about Or some people would say Probably my husband would be like You obsess about What's going on What's happening And what could happen Like shit that you really have no control over You obsess about And I do So all this stuff that Has been Happening over the past few weeks Like I take it in I analyze it And I'm thinking like I'm thinking in trends And what does this mean Where are we going What's about to happen What else could come down the pipeline Based on what's been happening right now So it gets overwhelming And so I decided You know what It's time to talk about it Because True Opinion Was created Primarily, I think my husband was like, let's do this podcast because he was sick of me talking to him. Like, girl, you just run your mouth about so much stuff all the time. Like, you need an outlet for it. So aside from, you know, giving my husband a break from me talking almost 24-7, it's also, you know, a safe place to discuss all type of shit. Like, the tagline for it is a podcast for everyone. And, you know, I wanted to have varied subject matters and I wanted to appeal to married people, single people, black, white, 
whatever, gay, straight, whatever labels you identify with or if you don't identify with labels, I want a true opinion to be a place where you could come, listen to something, chuckle a little bit, communicate back and forth with me on some shit you do or don't agree with, send me show topics. Like I just wanted to be like a, a community, social, like fun fucking place to be. So because of that, you know, honestly, I kind of shied away from jumping into stuff that was like really, really controversial because I didn't quite know how to approach it. I always want to be fair. You know, when I think about topics for this show and then when I do, sometimes I do a little bit of research or I at least I gather different opinions, whether they be from reputable sources online, whether they be from friends and family. You know, I search kind of the inventory of my own knowledge and I got gather information on the topic and I try to first think about it like as fairly as possible. Like how can I present both sides of this? How can I be fair to both people? Like with the child support episode, I thought I was being very fair. I think a couple people thought, no, I don't care though, but I thought I was being fair. And, you know, and I always, not always say, but you know, the name of the podcast is True Opinion. It's my opinion, but it's the true part comes, like I said, from, it's not just shit flying out my ass. That's horrible. It's not just, you know, me just like spewing rhetoric without any background about it. I tried to incorporate facts and, like I said, prior knowledge and do a little informal research, sometimes some formal research when possible. So with that in mind, kind of digging into these really controversial issues that are so in our face today, it's like, one, how can I present this fairly? When two, I don't really think the other side has a side. I think just the side of right is the right side. So it's really no way to be fair. And then I guess I'm like, well, I say it's a podcast for everyone, but clearly I'm excluding some people because I'm excluding the people who don't tend to agree with me on these controversial issues. And I mean, to that I say like, look, if you listen to True Opinion you fuck with me, you know me probably personally, or you've gotten to know me a little bit through my opinions on this podcast. And I mean, if we come down on different sides of these issues, then we just do. And you take it upon yourself to do however you see fit with the information that we have opposing viewpoints. But I cannot have... This platform that is mine, that is unpolluted by any kind of outside influences that are making me be politically correct and not address the stuff that is on my mind. So we're just going to go for it, okay? So, you know, shit, put your seatbelts on, strap up your boots, buckle in, motherfuckers. Let's get into it. So, 
And, you know, and I think I touched a little bit on this just in the intro. Like, you know, what do you do? And I put this question on Facebook because I really, I really had to think about it. Like, what do you do when you find out your friends disagree with you on these controversial topics? Like, um, you know, you may see something. I'm going to tell you how this came about in my situation. On Facebook, I saw two separate friends. I saw uh, them post something. I saw one belonged to some group, and I, it just kind of gave me pause. Like, what the hell? Like, really? That's what you think? And, you know, my first inclination, you know, I started kind of talking at my phone. Like, I can't believe, you know, you motherfucker. you. And then I'm like, okay, hold on, wait a minute. Because this, these are people that I... No, personally, I've had interactions with lovely, lovely people. And then also, I realized that these interactions that I've had with them and I've gotten to know them, that it's all been very surface. You know, we've never delved into anything deeper or controversial. Oh, I need another word. I'm sick of saying controversial already. We've never talked about these topics or whatever. So it's like, you know what? You never really knew how they stood on these issues. And really, the climate of our nation has just turned to a point where common acquaintances would feel comfortable expressing these views, I think, because it's uh, it's much more prevalent. You know what I'm saying? So maybe like before, they weren't posting shit like this or they weren't liking these type of videos or sharing these type of videos or belonging to these type of groups because it was so taboo. But now it's kind of a culture of anything goes. And if you believe white is right, then that's okay. If you with the Blue Lives Matters movement, it's like, that's cool too. So before I hit the unfriend and block, I took a minute and I'm like, what do I do with this? So I posed the question to my Facebook friends and followers, like, you know, what do you do when you find out like somebody has such uh, an opposing viewpoint? A couple people was like, um, you know, unfriend and block, unfollow and judge them. And then, you know, it was the... Um, response of use this to educate. Use it as an opportunity to educate them. And at first I was like, my gut reaction to that was like, you know, the downtrodden, the oppressed, it is not our job to educate these motherfuckers on nothing. That's your job. You need to figure your shit out. It's not my job to hold a lecture series on why the shit you do and say and your beliefs are problematic for people of color. But then I was like, okay, hold on, wait a minute. Because some people do grow up differently. They do live in different neighborhoods. They do have limited exposure to people of color, to issues that affect people of color, and at the same time have maximum exposure to um, entertainment and media that paints a 
terrible, horrible, racial, racist, gruesome picture of people of color that have shaped their ideas. So perhaps the fact that we are friends, maybe I should take this opportunity to utilize the unique position I may have in their lives to say, hey, friend, this is problematic. Or, hey, friend, I noticed you said this or you belong to this group or you shared this video or you commented this under a picture. Let's talk about it. Why do you feel this way? What, you know, and I, and then see, and even as I'm talking about it, part of me is still like, man, fuck them. But then again, another part of me, it's like this angel and devil sitting on my shoulder. And then another part of me is like, you know, no, people that you care about or that you see every day or that you know, like for real. And like sometimes I feel like you can know people. That's not coming out right. You know, like if they hold some beliefs that are prejudice that it's not out of a prejudice or racial place it it really is a lack of knowledge and education about certain groups of people or lack of knowledge or education about why those beliefs are not right you know what I'm saying I feel like I'm going in circles so This is what I came up with. This is what I came up with to do. On social media, I just like unfollowed them. Didn't unfriend them. Just unfollowed them because, you know, those viewpoints are not something I want to see first on my timeline. And and then I decided, you know, at some point, maybe in a private message, maybe in an opportunity under some post I may see them on or something. Maybe at that time I can say a little something and see if a dialogue opens up. And in the meantime, if something just overtly like fucking terrible pops up and I feel the need to be like, listen here, you motherfucker, then do that. You know, for people that I know personally, I feel like if it's somebody that I know and their beliefs may be just from lack of knowledge, lack of experience, ignorance, not knowing that what they're saying isn't right, then perhaps I should take the time to educate because this is somebody that I know and care about. Now, unless it's somebody who is just stupid and I don't care about them going out into the world saying stupid shit because everything they say is stupid, then whatever. You look stupid, go out and continue to be stupid. But if it's somebody who, you know, you're not, unsmart you don't say stupid racist things all the time just every now and again some shit is problematic you know I will take the time to kind of let them know I don't know if this is the right thing to do but this is what I've decided to do so I mean like what y'all think what would y'all do what would you do if you found out a close friend of yours on the um other side of the racial divide has some racist leanings or you know a little bit of I call it casual racism going on you know they kind of hit you a few of those little microaggressive racial comments and actions like what would you do well 
What would you say to your friends, your coworkers, your casual acquaintances? Would you say anything? I mean, would you just let it go? I don't know. I think, you know, and in this day and time, it's something we all have to think about because if something somebody says makes you uncomfortable, like you don't deserve to be uncomfortable in your friendships, in your workplace, at school, like, and then, so what is your responsibility to say anything? Do you have any responsibility? Is this something you let management handle? I mean, I don't, I don't know about all of that. And management can be just as dumb as your coworker sometimes. So I don't know. So that's one thing that has been troubling me and kind of on my mind, like, how do I handle that? And then on the flip side of that, I guess almost the flip side, like, your my people I know that are black who say things that are problematic and piss me the fuck off. Like, what do you say to them? And it's like, um, you know, the ones who say, oh, this annoys me to no fucking end. The ones who say, oh, before they respect us, stop killing us. We have to learn how to respect ourselves first. Stop killing each other. That pisses me off. Because it's like, what what are you on? What are you drinking? What are you doing? What are you saying? Why are you saying this in public? There is no other race of people that has to prove that they are worthy to live. There is no other race of people that have to prove that they should not be gunned down by police during a routine traffic stop because they don't want to go to jail and they run. They shouldn't be shot in the back. There is no other group of people They have to prove that violence that happens in their communities should be investigated and that a plan should be put forth to stop the violence and rebuild the communities. No other race of people is out here saying, like, we have to prove that we are people in order for us to treat us like people. Like, that. that's really... To me, like what that sounds like when people are saying, oh, we have to respect ourselves first. Let me tell you something. I don't give a damn if I don't respect myself. When a police officer pulled someone over, they had no idea whether or not this person respected themselves or not on a personal level. And I can guarantee you that if the entire population of African-Americans in this country just became model citizens out of nowhere like just just you know some crazy utopian just all the black people no crime in any black community no no just not even a fucking jaywalker not the results would be the absolute same because it's not about the crimes that are committed in the black community let me mm, give you a bit of a tiny bit of a history lesson so this term black on black crime was created or it was being used in the 60s and 70s by black activists to describe how 
police would not investigate crimes that happened in the black community. So they were saying police don't care about black on black crime. They don't care. They don't come here. They don't investigate murders, break-ins, kidnappings, nothing. They were saying that they could not get help in their communities because the people charged to serve and protect were not interested in either serving or fucking protecting them. Since black-on-black crime has been co-opted, stolen, taken by mainstream media to describe violence in Chicago. Black-on-black crime is on the rise. Black-on-black crime is responsible for this. Black-on-black crime is responsible for that. So meanwhile, you got these stupid-ass people repeating, well, they're not going to do nothing. They're not going to help us. They're not going to stop treating us wrong because of all this black-on-black crime. Geniuses, guess what? I mean, if you are on the internet, you know what I'm about to say because it has been... I've seen it all over the place, and it is an argument that is so elementary. I don't know how people still are saying black-on-black crime is the reason why the black community is being victimized by the system or, you know, whatever. Every race kills people in the same race. And what I'm saying is that geographically like this country is so segregated but this is the thing black people live with black people white people live with white people asian people live with asian people hispanic people live with hispanic people so when crimes occur it's more likely that an asian is going to kill another asian it's more likely that black person is going to kill another black person a white person is going to kill another white person so on and so forth because y'all all live together on top of each other not many killers go outside of their race go outside of their geographic area and start just popping people off all over the place You know what I'm saying? Like when things happen, they usually happen right in your environment and you living with people of the same color. You know what I'm saying? So the point is like you don't hear people talking about white on white crime and you don't hear people talking about Asian on Asian crime or Hispanic on Hispanic crime. You don't hear it. You hear black on black crime and it is supposed to do exactly what it has done, which is make people believe that it is the fucking wild, wild west in black communities. And as a result, some of us have even started drinking the fucking Kool-Aid talking about we need to stop this or the way they treat us is just going to continue. Oh, my God. When I see people I know post stuff like that or hear them say stuff like that, and I just cringe from deep down within. Like, really, just stop saying that shit. Because think about during the Civil Rights Movement. And those people, I mean, I never saw Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. marching with, like, his pants sagging down his ass. Or, you know, I never saw people out there, like, looking all crazy. They were dressed... And, like, they Sunday best. And most of the foul footage that I've seen, you know, civil disobedience. They weren't violent. They weren't breaking 
the law. They weren't looting. They weren't doing anything. They were being calm and respectful like y'all claim we need to be in order to get anything done or to get some equality. They were being that. And they had water hoses turned on them. Dogs sicked on them. They were beaten by the police and whatever other law enforcement that was out there doing their marches. Um, so, like, how is your we need to be respectful argument holding up now? Or what about uh, Black Wall Street area in Oklahoma? All black people lived a self-contained community with its own schools, hospitals, stores burned to the fucking ground. Look it up. I'm not making this shit up. Look it up. Explore the reasons. And then think to yourself if your argument of we need to have our own shit, we need to be respectful ourselves, we need to stop black on black crime, we need to stop all of that and then we'll be okay. Think about if your argument still holds up after you do a little research, after you look back at the history of movements in this country. Dr. Martin Luther King was the most peaceful, won the motherfucking Nobel Peace Prize and was murdered. He was as respectful as they come, I guess you would want to say to those of you who believe respect is the key. Self-respect is the key. And not, I'm not mocking and I'm not saying that self-respect has no place in our community because it does. But please stop Believing that that is the whole key to making life better for black people in this country. Because that just simply, it ain't true. It's not true. It's not going to happen. It's not true. You're going to be disappointed. So stop believing that. Do a little research. Think about history. And just stop saying that shit. And if you're not going to stop saying it, if you truly believe it, then just don't put it on social media because you look stupid. You do. I'm going to tell you. I'm your friend. You look stupid. Now, let's see. The next thing that has been bothering me on my mind, in my face, this whole, oh, God, it's, I don't even want to talk about it. It's just so frustrating. And it's just, it's almost just, okay, the flag, the kneeling, racism, the police, the military versus football players versus owners and the president. Versus everybody Like oh I cannot tell y'all I I just I don't even like football I mean do I like I know I don't like football I like the wings associated with watching football games And the pizza But not a fan of football I could really care less About the game Taking a knee During a national anthem is not a problem. It is not reflective of disrespect for the military, for soldiers and non-soldiers. Not everybody in the military is a soldier. It is not 
a statement against the police. It is not a statement against the flag. It is not a statement against the anthem or the Constitution or apple pie or Kentucky Fried Chicken. It is not an attack on all these fucking symbols that symbolize symbols that symbolize come on it is not an attack on any of those things what it simply is is football players taking the time when the spotlight is on them to highlight the fact that people are of color are killed by police at a higher rate than non-people of color. It is to protest racial injustice. It is to protest violence against African-American people by the police. It is not a protest against all police. It is not... A fuck you to the military. It is not a fuck you to the flag. It is none of that. It is very simply what I said. It is football players using their position to highlight. They see. What the fuck is that? Y'all hear that beeping? What is that? Everything today, I swear, is trying to ruin my recording. I done started over like three or four times. Not starting over again. Anyway, taking a knee is not a protest of any of those institutions that you patriotic Americans love to hold on to. It's not. And this whole idea of why do they have to do it during the anthem? Why do they have to do it? Do it during football. Football shouldn't be political. When else are you going to fucking care? When? Don't nobody care about a football player unless they on the fucking football field or unless they are committing some crime and the news is plastering them all over your screen and you like, look, look at that. Another fucking football player getting in trouble for A, B, C, or D. You don't care. I bet you. Well, I won't bet. But... There are not many Americans that can tell you about the philanthropy of football players across the NFL. And I mean specific players and specific things they do, not just in general that this team does this or that team does that. Because you don't care about football players unless they got that motherfucking ball on that field. You don't care. So they are taking time when you are paying attention to them to protest something that is important to them. So all of that, take it off the field, and that's not the time and place for it. It really just means protest, but protest somewhere where we ain't got to see it. Because America does not want to face up to the ugly truth about itself, that it can be a very ugly place. So you say, hey, get it out of here. And then the football owners, one minute you want to be with your team the next minute anybody who takes a knee during the anthem is getting what fired suspended and trouble i don't know what they said but they releasing statements and everybody gotta stand and oh god why 
Why do I have to stand during the anthem? Why I had to put my hand? And why do people put their hand over their heart during the fucking anthem? That's the Pledge of Allegiance. They ask you to put your hand over your heart. Why during the anthem? And it's a it's a fucking song. I can do what the fuck I want to do. And this is a free country. Yes. What about the First Amendment rights? Why I got to do anything? People in the military, you know, listen, I'm going to be completely honest. I um, appreciate the American military. Every branch of the military. I appreciate people who enlisted, people past and present who have fought in wars, people presently who are out there around the country doing shit around the world, excuse me, doing shit that we know nothing about, um, doing all kinds of shit everywhere under this flag for this country because somebody told them to, they just do it. And I appreciate you because guess what? It couldn't be me. I ain't never thought I wanted to go to the military. I ain't never thought I would be cut out for it. It's not my ministry. So I appreciate the people who make that sacrifice to be away from their friends or family to fight for a cause that they believe in. Now, with that being said, okay, soldiers, people in the military over there fighting for our rights and you want to disrespect them by kneeling during the anthem. I don't... And I may just be ignorant to this. So if anybody got an answer, get on social media and let me know. I don't understand. I don't know when my rights got uh, were in danger overseas during all these little operations. I just, I don't understand. And I don't understand how it is disrespectful to them to protest during the national anthem. The, it's not like the military national anthem. It's not like the... I, I mean, I don't even know. It's it's not like it, the things are connected, you know? So I just, I don't understand that whole... I think that's just some shit people say, like fighting for our rights and you disrespect them. and I think that's just some shit people say. I don't think the two things are related at all. Not at all. And I've thought about this a lot. And many people, some people, some former military personnel have shared their viewpoints and opinions on social media about why they agree with the protest and why they would protest or so... I just, I don't understand. You know, I hate things like that when people like just say shit. Because it's like you are trying to invoke these kind of feelings. And you're trying to get people on board with some shit. I mean, it's really just some rhetoric. It's a propaganda. Like, it really don't mean shit. They're fighting for our rights. We're not in a war. Anybody trying to come over here and invade the United States and... Make us communist or like that's not even happening. You know who is impinging upon our rights, who is putting us all in danger? Fucking crazy ass president. Like it's not. Ugh. 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 Getting all worked up again. 
Okay, let's come back. Let's come back. Let's calm down. Let's take a breath. <sighs> but no, nobody is trying to disrespect anything. Certainly not this flag. Even though, I mean, let's just talk about this. You want to say disrespecting the flag. I think that the Confederate flag is disrespectful to the American flag. But yet people love that fucking Confederate flag. They want to hold on to it. That is a part of history. That is the history and the pride of the South, the Confederate flag. I mean, this flag was created when y'all said a big F you to the United States. We leaving to be our own country. And this is our new flag. Like the use the reverence for that flag is disrespectful to the American flag because you are basically celebrating your fucking rebellion from the United States, your rebellion and the fact that you fought a whole ass war. White people killed other white people to not be a part of this country because you want to keep slavery. I'm just going to throw that out there. But y'all started a whole motherfucking war where a lot of fucking people died. And you marched under this damn flag, and you love it so much, and you love your monuments to your Confederate, quote-unquote, heroes, the people who tried to rip this fucking country apart. But that's not disrespectful. A black man taking a knee to remind you that we see y'all killing us, and not doing nothing about it and covering the shit up or not prosecuting that we see y'all and we don't like it, that's disrespectful to the flag. Like, man, fuck out of here. That makes no sense at all. It just, it boggles the mind, the things that people get upset about. The rhetoric, the, the logical, illogical shit that they say when it's just really it's all really just racism that's it it's all really just racism and racism is why a lot of institutions in the United States still exist racism is why There will never be gun control, like comprehensive, real gun control laws in this country, all because of racism. This is not a conspiracy theory. I'm not crazy. Think about it. White people love their guns. Statistically, listen, the number of deaths, this is from gun violence, archive.org it was last this information was last validated October 18th 2017 so the number of deaths with guns was 12,287 injuries 25,063 children from the ages of 0 to 11 573 12 to 17 2,570 mass shootings 280 motherfucking four mass shootings Defensive use of guns, 1,607. 
So what does that mean? Of the 12,287 deaths caused by a firearm or where a firearm was involved, only 1,607 of those was, was someone defending their own life. But that's why people had their guns, right? For defense, to protect themselves. Well, these numbers are really not bearing that out. Here's another statistic. White men are especially likely to be gun owners. About half, 48%, say they own a gun compared with about a quarter of white women and non-white men, 24% each, and 16% of non-white women. That is from Pew Research Center, pewsocialtrends.org. I'm not making this shit up. Check it out. What does this mean? White people love their motherfucking guns. White men love their guns. 48% of white men say they own a gun. 24% of non-white men, black men, Hispanic men, Asian men, and 24% of white women say they own a gun. Who got all the guns? I'm going to give you a second to think about those numbers again. And ask, now, who got all the guns? And why do they have all the guns? Because in the history of white people taking shit over and subjugating other people, what has been the um, common denominator? Guns. They needed them. They needed them to take what they wanted in this country. They needed them to keep people under thumb. They needed them to make sure that they were able to expand, that they were able to take lands that they wanted, that they were able to control an entire race of people and use their free labor and blood and sweat to build this motherfucking country up. So that has persisted. So even in 2017, where there have been 200, and there are only 365 days in a year. As of October 18th, 2017, there have been 284 mass shootings. 573 kids between the ages of 0 and 11 have been killed due to gun violence. But people love their guns. Right? They're not going to let go of them. Why? Because guns, I guess, to me, it seems like guns mean power. Right? If you are faced with somebody and you have a gun and they don't, you can almost guarantee what the outcome of that situation is going to be. Right? I remember um, my husband went to a store in Indiana that sells guns, a huge, like, chain store. And he was, like, there looking at a handgun. And there was a couple, and he was like, babe, they were this white couple. They were, like, middle-aged, and they were buying this big-ass fucking gun, like a huge-ass, like a big, huge gun. I'm like, what the fuck do they need that gun for? And this is what I'm saying. Like, what do y'all need these big, what are y'all planning to do? That's what the fuck I want to know. What are you doing with these big-ass fucking guns? Why do you need them? What are you hunting? Dinosaurs? Like, what are you doing? 
you, uh, I mean, you have to be like doomsday prepping, preparing for the apocalypse. Just, oh, we just want to shoot. These guns are expensive. So you spending all this money because you just want to shoot. You just want to go out into the woods and behind your house and shoot at inanimate objects, targets, trees. I don't know. I don't know. But the NRA having such pushback against gun legislation, people, I mean, seeing 50 people killed in a populist, popular tourist location at a outdoor country festival, at a nightclub in Florida, at fucking elementary school, seeing kids gunned down. And that is not enough to say, okay, now hold on, wait a minute. Something, we need to do something. It's too many guns in this country. It's too much happening. We need to change some shit. If that don't make you change some shit, then guns, are, they just going to be here to stay. And I'm telling you why. Because they need them to ensure their dominance, I guess. That's just, that's my true opinion on it. Because, um, like I said, ain't nobody finna shoot no motherfucking brontosaurus. Like, what you need this fucking... Big ass gun for and nobody going to Jurassic Park. Like what the fuck? You just you just want these things for a just in case. I I don't know. I don't know what you're preparing for. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just scary. But it it boggles the mind. Next thing. Oh. Look at this, 45 minutes. I have just been talking and talking. Y'all are getting an extra long episode since I took a couple weeks off. I want to briefly touch on a couple things. One, the state of the Democratic National Party. It's in a terrible fucking state, terrible. And this is exactly how President Trump, oh, I can't believe I said those two words together, that man was elected. So on another podcast that I listen to, because I, you know, I like to listen to everything. I get my news and my information, and everything from a bunch of different sources. But the wife of a congressman, her name is Connie Schultz. I believe she's a journalist. Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, if I am correct. She made a statement, you know, she was, uh, everything was going good. They were talking about politics, talking about the DNC, and um, she made a statement, and I'm going to paraphrase, this isn't what exactly she said, but this is the gist of it. She was saying that we need to reach out to Trump supporters, that it does us no good to say to them that they voted against their own interests. And she said, you know, like, we have no right to say that to them. We don't know what their interests are. So she went on to say that she has talked to women her age. And I assume she's definitely a white woman. I assume, you know, she's probably, I'm going to be generous, say late 40s and above. So in that age range, she's talked to women who voted for Trump. And she said, you know, these women, they don't have any interest in breaking the glass ceiling. They just want 
to be able to send their kids to college. They want their husbands to have jobs. You know, they they want stability for their family. Like, that's what they're about, right? And that really, like, at first, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, you know, okay, they want their husbands to have jobs. They want kids to go to college. They want, they want their nice family unit, their middle-class existence, simple things. This is what they want. Okay, uh, that's what black women have been wanting forever. Like, somehow the country has gotten to a state where apparently white women were worried. And this is, they see their family structure, like some shit going on. Like she was saying, you know, less money in the house causes arguments. It causes trouble and problems, and they didn't want that. And it's like, oh, so you experiencing some shit you ain't used to. Some shit that, you know, minorities been experiencing for a long time. And that made you uncomfortable. And that's all you want is your comfortable middle class experience. Now, this is what my interpretation of what she's saying is, right? So that's why they voted for Donald Trump. Because they felt like he was the one to be able to supply that stability to be able to make sure their husbands had jobs and they could send their kids to college and that their middle-class existence, their comfort level would remain the same. So this is my problem with that. Okay. So white women, you felt your family was threatened by what you feel threatened by. That's my first question. And you felt this way, so you voted for Donald Trump. You did not vote for the woman with the vagina like yours to trust that she cared about your family. And why do you think that is? Maybe because she cared about immigrants and she cared about black people. And so basically, you double down on your whiteness. You put your whiteness before your vagina and you voted for this crazy motherfucker and now shit is all fucked up and y'all looking stupid and now but you but the dnc and other white folks want to say well don't get mad at them don't tell them what they did was wrong don't be upset with them you know we just need to find a way to reach them okay so here is like the the thing that like i struggle with because you know what that's not a bad argument that we do need to find a way to reach these people because some white folks that voted for President Obama this time voted for Donald Trump instead of sticking even with the party. Even if you didn't like the candidate, you didn't even stick with the party. So it is something wrong. But I think that what's wrong is is not... I don't know if it's fixable by just having a conversation when you have people like you really think like this is what I believe. Like y'all really think that immigrants and people of color pose such a threat to your way of life that you were willing to elect a motherfucking lying pussy grabbing rapist to be the president Okay, maybe I shouldn't call him a rapist. A sexual harasser at the very least. 
a lion, no political experience having sexual harasser to the highest office in the land because you thought that he could fix it. Because he said, build a wall. And to you, that whole statement of you want your family secure, your husband have a job, your kids to go to college. Guess who is going to college? Dreamers, kids from um, with the DACA designation, they going to college. And you mad because your kid can't go because you don't have the money or for whatever reason. Maybe your kid's just dumb. Maybe that's why they're not going to college. Or you you voted for him because he said, let's build a wall. And you think that illegal immigrants are coming and taking all the jobs. And that's why your husband ain't got no job. Maybe your husband is fucking lazy. Maybe that's why he ain't got no damn job. Maybe your husband, this is the thing. If Donald Trump were to build a wall and keep out illegal immigrants and deport the illegal immigrants that are here, you think you're going to be able to send your kids to college if your husband goes to work doing a job that an illegal immigrant was doing? Mowing lawns, busting tables, like the grunt work, the hard work that you didn't want to do in the first place? You think you're going to be able to send your kids to college on that? Well, you're not. And if you think you are, it's stupid. Just because he puts up some magical, mythical, 150,000-foot-tall electrified fucking fence or something, some fortress around the southern border of the United States, it ain't going to make your husband no better than what he is. And if he don't have any job skills, if he don't have any education, if he is not trained to do something that is in demand in this economy, he still ain't going to have no motherfucking job. But you didn't think about that. You thought, I'm white. He is going to put the white people back in their place on top where they were before, and my family is going to be okay, so I'm going to vote for him. And now you look dumb again because everything that he is doing and trying to dismantle, a lot of it affects your dumb ass personally. It's not just affecting black people or Mexicans. It's like y'all thought he was going to get into office the first day and be like, oh, construction on the wall is starting, and all them illegals round them up, we're sending them back. Well, let's say you did take heart when he put up a Muslim ban because I forgot you're also afraid of ISIS. ISIS is coming to your small town and it's going to kill you. ISIS is coming to blow a hole in New York City or Chicago or Dallas or whatever. It seems like lately we have had more trouble out of fucking weather than we have out of ISIS in the United States. And he ain't even handling that shit too well. Hello, Puerto Rico is still fucking devastated. But you took heart with that and you thought, okay, he banning the Muslims so we'll be safe from terrorism. And now next thing we got to do is get these damn illegals out of here and make sure the black people stay in their place and then we'll be all good. <sighs> well, how's that working out for you? Not too good. Hmm? So this, speaking of this wall and this immigration ban, I'm just going to say two little things. I feel like a Baptist preacher. If you ain't ever been to a Baptist church service, they always be like, okay, I'm, a, I'm finna wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up. They always say, I'm going to wrap it up and then talk for like 15, 20, 500 more minutes. But 
I'm going to say this. This is the problem with the president. All of his policies are racist in nature. He, the wall, racist in nature. Muslim ban, I mean, it's right there. The fucking Muslim ban, racist in nature. And if he is coming for those races, those quote-unquote classes of people, I hate using that word, class, what makes you think he is not going to continue? Meaning... What makes you think black people ain't on his radar somehow to continue to disenfranchise us and keep us oppressed in this country? Hmm? Think about what happened in Charlottesville and his failure to condemn the the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists and all the white supremacists who are his friends and all these terrible fucking people he surrounds himself with. Every policy he has is racist in its at its very core. It is racist. It is homophobic. It is transphobic. Islamophobic. All the phobics. Every policy he has. That is the problem with this man. Next problem with him is his uh, screaming about fake news. Okay, there's actual real fake news. And what I mean by that, there there are actual news stories, supposedly news stories put out online that pop up on Facebook and Twitter and that are liked and shared hundreds of thousands of times that are absolutely false. And people take them to be true and they read them and they incorporate them into their um, knowledge base. They tell other people who have not seen these articles online, they tell it to them. And so the shit spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads. And that is real fake news. It's just not fucking true. And our responsibility as social media users, as um, commentators on society, as just fucking intelligent, rational, logical people, I all, whenever I see a story online, the first thing I look at is the source. If the website it comes from looks questionable, then I automatically just don't believe it. And then if it's so sensational or it's, it's so like horrific or whatever, then I try to check it up against two other sources, two reputable sources of news or, you know, there are certain people online, um, usually like reporters or just people associated with certain news outlets that I trust and I see if they are talking about it. I look for it on other websites, do a Google search, make sure it is somewhere Two other places at least reputable before I believe it and before I tell anybody. That's just kind of what I do personally. And I think that we should all adopt some type of verification system for some of these news stories because there are some things that are absolutely fake. And believing them and spreading them is just detrimental. But his cry of fake news when he's talking about NBC, CBS, CNN, everybody but Fox News that kisses his orange ass 24-7 a day, 24-7, 
the problem with that is that it erodes the legitimacy of the free press. You try to silence them. You get people to not believe the media when they are reporting facts that are not favorable to you. And if you are successful, if he is successful in doing that, which I don't know if he's 100% successful, but from what I can see on Twitter, like his followers are down with this shit or calling it fake news. They're down with him. So he is allowed to shape the narrative. He is allowed to say what's real and what's not. And he is the only source that you can believe in. And he lies. And that is not just me saying that because I can't fucking stand him. It is me saying it because it has been fact-checked. Things that he has said have been fact-checked by numerous sources. And it comes up as just not fucking true. It's just not true. So you have the president of the United States who is the commander-in-chief of the army who has the ability to launch nuclear weapons. Oh, my God. I can't even talk about North Korea. I'm just, I just can't even talk about that. But has the ability to launch nuclear weapons, is a fucking liar on a regular basis. And it is scary. So don't believe fake news, like real fake news, don't believe that. Develop some type of verification system for yourself. It'll keep you sane before you just start saying shit to other people. Because if it's not true, you're going to look like a fucking crazy ass nutcase. You know, and especially if the shit is very inflammatory, if it's racist on either side. Like I have seen some stories like, um, oh, what was one I saw online? It was like um, so many, uh, what was it? Like a mass grave of black people had been found on some property, on the property of like an ex-KKK member, not an ex, a dead KKK member down south or something. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Because one, I ain't seen this would should be national news if it's true. But I'm like, but it's about black people. So it may not be national news because, you know, unless it's. Black on black violence, you know, I fucking hate that fucking term. It's not really reported. But anyway, I'm like, well, let me see. So I go to some other news outlets online. I scan their headlines, nothing. I Google it, nothing. Oh, no, what came up was like uh, Snopes. Is it Snopes? That's like the kind of verification website. They come up and they're like, nope, not right. It's false. It's just not right. And it had been shared. On Facebook, that's how I seen it. It had been shared probably numerous times. There were all these comments under it, people mad and up in arms and shit. And it's just like, y'all, it's not even true. It's not even true. So there are many aims to the fake news stories that are out there. But the the one aim is really just to keep us all divided and bickering and fighting. So if you see something that looks... Like I said, especially sensational. Take a minute to verify it before you share it. That's my spiel on that. And that's just, I'm tired. Oh, I did a lot of talking. I am tired. But it feels good to get a lot of that out. And now that it's out, I feel a little more relaxed. 
I feel like I can go into the next week and handle the next round of bullshit a little better because I got that that first uh, wave of stuff off my chest. So let me know what y'all think. I mean, I talked about a lot. I talked about the military. I talked about racism, white folks and their guns. We talked about uh, Trump supporters and not telling them I told you so. Um, we talked about fake news and what to say to friends and we talked about a lot of shit. So pick anything, any of that, all of that. Let me know what you think. True Opinion Show on Twitter, True Opinion Podcast on Instagram. You can visit the website, trueopinionpodcast.com. You can send me an email Adontis, A-D-O-N-T-A-U-S at trueopinionpodcast.com. Google True Opinion, shit, and get in contact with me. Find me. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. If you know me personally, I'm on Facebook. Yeah, just look for my name on Facebook. I'm probably the only person with that name. I won't be hard to find. But, oh, it's good to be back. It's good talking to y'all. All right. Bye, y'all.